I can get angry, I'll be the first to admit it. And that's probably true for most people. Getting angry is a common human emotion. But we fight it, rightly so, hoping to be happy more often than we are angry. It's really kind of a low bar, I guess. We probably should be shooting for virtually 100% of the time being happy and not being angry very much at all, or at least as little as possible. I don't know about you what sets you off, but I do know what sets me off. And if I can just remember how to avoid what it is that sets me off, I can significantly diminish the amount of time I spend angry and therefore become a much more happy person. I am Coach Streb, and on this episode of the Old Man's Podcast, you are going to hear from an old coach about avoiding anger. Because, really, who wants an angry old man anyway? So wake me up when it's all over When I'm wiser and I'm older All this time I was fighting myself And I didn't know I was lost Get off my grass! Welcome! To the old man's podcast thank you so very much for being here with me please hit that subscribe button on the app that you're getting this podcast pass this podcast on to your friends anybody you know really and if you could give it a rating or a review that is quite helpful and i am grateful now for the subscription listeners you're getting that exclusive content just as a reminder i've been dropping a daily little quick hitter i'm calling it little morning message for you Uh, people seem to be listening to it I'll keep that going as long as you subscribers are interested in that I also dropped a um, podcast episode about changing uh, seasons and some of the things that we need to change Um, okay it's booze I dropped a podcast episode about booze and that's why I have exclusive content I don't want that coming out to uh, anybody that's not interested in that sort of thing I don't want them stumbling onto that accidentally so you uh, subscribers to that exclusive content you've got some episodes to catch up on to possibly remember it costs a dollar ninety nine a month to get the exclusive content and you help ease my mind that I'm afraid the wrong person's going to stumble onto something that I'd rather them not be hearing. If you have issues getting that subscription service going for you, if you have any issues at all with the podcast and you need some help or just want to yell at me, you know how to do that. You hit me with an email at the old man's email. That's at yahoo.com. You can post up on Facebook or you can visit my website on PodPage. Drop me a line there. So what's coming up here? Well, as you heard, I'm going to talk a little bit about being angry. We will play trivia. Hopefully that's not a trigger to anger that you're going to do really well on it. I'm going to complain about stupid ticket fees, and I'm going to tell each and every male out there anyway how you can become a heartthrob. All that coming up on this episode of the Old Man's Podcast. What's on the old man's mind for this episode? Anger. 
You see, if I am ever cold or wet or even hot, I'm angry. Because what that means is I wasn't prepared. Let me explain a little further about this. We went to a baseball game here in St. Louis, a day game. And if you're unfamiliar with Midwest weather, to say that it's unpredictable is an understatement. Here in the spring, there's no telling what the temperature for sure is going to be. Oh, there's telling, I guess, because we do have weather forecasters. We're not that backwards. And I knew what the local forecast for the temperature was. was supposed to be in the 60s. Well, I had too much faith in the weather forecaster that day because the weather never got close to the 60s. It was in the low 50s. And if you're going to be sitting outside in windy conditions and it's 50 degrees, it might as well be 40 because you're that cold. That's what makes me angry. Now, not at the weather forecaster because I shouldn't be expecting perfection there. I'm angry at myself. I should never be cold. I should never be wet. And I should never be too hot. I have the latest weather gear, technological weather gear, that anybody could ever hope to have. After completing a six-year intimate relationship, a committed relationship with a well-known athletic apparel company. They're not a sponsor of the Old Man's Podcast, so uh, they don't get a name recognition here on the podcast. If they want a sponsor, they certainly can, and I would be talking about them right now. But at any point, I have the best weather gear out there. Whether it's uh, dry gear to keep you dry when it's raining, heat gear to keep you cool when it's hot or cold gear to keep you warm when it's cold. I got the best. I've got stadium blankets for example from all kinds of venues, college stadiums, professional stadiums uh, adorned with the home schools logo and all that. Why? Because I went to that game and left my cold gear either in the car or at home, didn't bring it with me and I'm buying up whatever I can get there at the venue where we're watching this game. So a lot of times that's a blanket. In this particular case for the baseball game, we had fun and we came away with two new Cardinal sweatshirts because I have lots of that stuff. I just didn't bring it with me. I have a saying that I've used with my daughter quite a lot. She heard this growing up regularly. I'm sure you've heard it before. If you fail to prepare, you've prepared for failure. Every time she forgot something as a kid, the old man jumped on her with that saying. Well, now she's an adult, and I'm sure she still forgets things, but she makes sure to remind me whenever she knows that I've forgotten things to make sure that I am not preparing for failure. She likes to throw that back in my face is what I'm saying. And that's cool. I deserve it. That's why I'm angry at myself really shouldn't happen. Now, not only do I have the most technologically updated weather gear, I've got plenty of old school weather gear as well. I don't have a motorcycle anymore, but when I did have a motorcycle, I rode it every day. If it was 35 degrees, as long as there wasn't ice in the ground, I'd ride the motorcycle. So I rode in the 30s a lot. I had the gear, I had the gloves, I had a riding jacket, I had thermal long johns underneath my pants and riding pants 
but the best garment I had for keeping me warm when riding a motorcycle is or was a wool sweater. I know I'm off on a tangent now, but while we're on this subject of staying warm outside when it's cold, I feel like I have to tell you about this because nobody wears wool anymore. I just put it on one time just by happenstance. I thought, well, I'll just wear this sweater and see how it works. It was fabulous. It kept me more warm than scientifically designed cold weather gear. Yeah, it works. And I don't know why we have to invest money and buy all kinds of thermal things when wool does a job. Okay, it's a little itchy. I get that. Maybe we're just looking for comfort. The best thing about the wool sweater keeps you warm outside. I didn't get cold even riding at high speeds in cold weather. Then when you come inside, take off your jacket, leave your sweater on because you don't want to take everything off and you're not overheated. Wool, I guess it breathes would be the word that you use. Wool outside keeps you warm. Wool inside, you don't get overheated. So yes, I am off on a tangent. I feel like that's apropos to the conversation. So I'm just throwing that in here at this point. So I guess I've really learned two lessons from this most recent miserable experience. And I love this when this happens to me, that it's kind of like painful when I screw up. I'm less likely to forget it if it makes me uncomfortable or painful. And being cold is uncomfortable. I don't like doing that. But I've learned two lessons. First one, don't trust the weather forecast. If the forecaster says 60, expect 50s. Knock 10 degrees off right off the top. If there's even a hint of rain in the forecast, expect downpours. If you have that I don't know if that's low or high expectations, but if you have that expectation that the forecaster is off and you err on the side of caution and bring as much stuff as you think it'll take to help you feel comfortable at that lower expected temperature or worse than expected forecast, you're not going to be disappointed. The worst thing that you might have to do is carry some coats around with you. I always have a backpack. I can just stuff the things that I want to take with me in that backpack. They'll let you bring a backpack in the stadium. You kind of get, let it get searched. But hey, small price to pay to make sure I'm warm and dry. I need to take my own advice, don't I? I need to not fail to be prepared. Obviously, I've failed miserably. I wasn't prepared. So I did indeed prepare for failure, or maybe that's a harsh word. I prepared to be cold. And in that case, that was failure, and I got what I deserved. Good Lord, do you think I can ever learn my lesson? And from this point forward, not let it ever happen again. That does happen, and I do again fail to prepare. I've said this to myself many times, I'll never be cold again. Yeah, that last 10, 15, 20, 30, 100 times, that's what I said. But if it does ever happen again, oh yeah, you'll get to hear about it. I just got to make sure I remember to expect the worst in the weather, temperatures or whatever, prepare myself and not fail to prepare. No matter what that expectation is on the weather, expect it worse. That might be a way of dealing with situations and people as well. Keep that bar low and be prepared and you'll never 
be disappointed. I remember when buying tickets for a sporting event, you had two ways to go. You could go to the box office before the event or even day of the event, buy your tickets, whatever they had left, or buy off a scalper on the street. I always felt like buying off the street was the best way to go. You got the best deal and the best seats. And at the time, back in the day, you didn't have to worry about some ripoff artist selling you fake tickets. In the 60s, 70s, 80s even, even the 90s, faking a event ticket was a pretty difficult thing to do. Nowadays, all you need is a colored printer and, and the right software and you're going to be able to fake a ticket nice and easy and it happens all of the time. So you don't want to fall victim to that. So now what do you have? Yeah, you can stay with the scalper, but it's risky. Yes, you can sometimes, most often, I guess, purchase at the ticket box office, but not always. Like, say, live concert events. They're making you buy your tickets online. So we've all heard the horrible stories about Ticketmaster and Taylor Swift. I didn't try to get tickets for that concert, but um, I guess you would have to go through Ticketmaster to, in order to do that. And I know that most... Um, maybe all live concert events, music events, are through Ticketmaster. There's other online ticket brokerages too, right? StubHub, TickPick. I've used TickPick before. I used that to get to get tickets for a Texas A&M football game. When I started looking up the tickets, then I found some seats, and it was a reasonable price. I was pretty excited about that until I got to finishing up the purchase and the fees got tacked on. Not so good there. They made up the difference on the fees. The difference being between buying the tickets through the University of Texas A&M or buying the tickets, different seats, but still tickets for that game through one of these ticket brokers. You pay more going through, in this case, the school, the institution, than the ticket broker, but the ticket broker makes up for it in fees at the end. So I regretted purchasing those tickets. They were good seats. I would have gotten comparable seats, paid more, but in the end, it would have been just about even with the lower fees that the university would sell. It was the same thing for some XL football game tickets we bought for a couple weeks from now. I had found two seats pretty much where I wanted to be. We were looking for a specific section and a specific row so that we could be with other people who already had the tickets. So I found somebody on TickPick selling their tickets from the row in front and just a little bit over. So I liked that. But the fees at the end almost doubled the price of those tickets. So in my mind, I don't know what's best. Is it best to buy tickets on the street from a scalper. I gotta throw that one out because you can't trust anybody. So I'm gonna say no to that. Is it best to use the ticket brokers apps if you don't have to and you can get them through the venue or the institution or the organization like MLB, you can buy tickets to MLB.org and I do. I'm getting to the point, even though it might be a little more expensive to do that, I just feel like there's less hassle and they sure don't have the fees tacked on and you're paying as much anyway through the apps. Now you might be wondering, why do you care? What's the big, just get the dang ticket, okay? What are you going to do, save a few bucks? 
Well, yeah, that's uh, exactly what I'm looking to do. I'm looking to save a few bucks. And why am I being such a penny pincher? Well, my mantra, the financial mantra that I use to judge expenses and things that I'm gonna do each and every day goes like this. If you save a dollar, you've got another dollar to spend on a beer. That's done me well all these years. I'm gonna stay with that, save as many dollars as I can, and therefore be able to drink as many beers as I can. people gather around coach has got a pep talk for you human beings want to be happy being unhappy is well it's not fun it's miserable we don't like it yet we live our lives as if that's what we're trying to become unhappy we make excuses we blame other people we exhibit so many traits that in the end lead to unhappiness on our part it's almost as if we're doing it on purpose therefore It is my contention that happiness is a real state of mind. You have to have a mindset for happiness to make sure that you're enjoying a happy life. We only got one trip through this life. We ought to make it the best that we can and be happy as often as possible. I've already once on this podcast talked about how being angry, angry at ourselves, in my case, for being stupid, that's the opposite of happiness. We just do all these crazy, stupid things that make us unhappy. We have to avoid that. So each week on the Old Man's Podcast, I like to have a little talk about what are some of the things that I can do and that you all can join me in doing that help establish for us that mindset for happiness. Today's topic then is consistency. And I have a quote, as I always do. This one's from a famous baseball player, or at least he was famous back in my day. He played first base for the Los Angeles Dodgers. I admired him then. This is what he said. The way I play baseball is an expression of my being, my personality. The consistency, there's that word, the durability, the dependability, the control, the concentration, the release of emotion at the proper time. So Steve Garvey was a cool customer. He never showed a lot of emotion on the field. Hall of Famer, top first baseman at the time, one of the best ever. If we dissect apart what this man who exhibited and demonstrated for us consistency what he had to say about it, it's going to make a lot of sense. Now, first off, how important is this for us? Well, think about it. What's one thing that you find annoying in people the most? And that one thing is going to probably have something to do, at least, with their consistency. One day they're happy, one day they're sad. Now, barring any kind of medical condition that would create that situation, what we're looking for in employers in employees, in relationships within our life, the one thing we're looking for is be consistent. Have you not said that yourself to other people who are driving you crazy? And maybe you've heard that from people that feel like you're driving them crazy. Just be consistent. It's what coaches are telling the referees. 
I want you to be consistent. Call it both ways. It's what the coaches are telling the kids. You have to be consistent in your play. It is an incredibly important characteristic to lending to our happiness. We have to be consistent so other people are happy with us and we're, well, we're really happy with ourselves. Steve Garvey talked about consistency and being a part of his personality. Us watching him on TV didn't probably know him personally. I sure didn't. But as a player, he was consistent. He's saying that was his goal as a human being, too, within his personality, to be consistent. I think that's something that we should all have. If we're consistent, we're durable. Garvey answered the call. He took a few days off, of course. He was no Lou Gehrig. There's never been a Lou Gehrig other than Lou Gehrig. But he was the guy who showed up each and every day. Isn't that what you want from your employees? Isn't that from your what you want from your coworkers? You want consistency and durability. You want people that are going to show up and put in a good day's work each and every day. Isn't that what you want in your personal relationships with your significant others or your friends? You want consistency. You want durability. You want them to show up. You want to be able to depend on them. Dependability and control, very important aspects of being consistent. You're always in control. He talks about concentration, another aspect of consistency, tunnel vision, focus, concentrating on what's going on. I don't want to be talking to people at work or working on a project or something like that, and they're on their phone. I want them concentrating on what we're doing right now. That's the consistency that I'm looking for. And the last thing that he talked about was the release of emotion at the proper time. This has come away with our social media generation. They like to be emotional and they got swag and they're pointing to themselves and they want to talk about me and me, me, look at me, look at what I did. And that's kind of new. And a lot of old fogies like myself are having a hard time with the kids that want to do this, but it's, it's what they do. I'm not sure how I feel about it. I do recognize and appreciate the lack of emotion like compared to everybody else. That The game isn't about the player. The player's part of the team that is playing the game. So with consistency, I'm going to pull ourselves away from that all about me thing and release emotion, be emotional when it's time to be emotional. There's times to be level-headed, keep emotion out of it, and there are certainly times where being emotional is absolutely appropriate. That's something that we need to be working on each and every day in our life. If we can be consistent and help the people in our lives demonstrate consistency through these tenets of consistency, that is durability, dependability, control, concentration, and the proper release of emotion at the right time, we can do that in our own lives and help those around us do that we're definitely well grounded and set for a mindset for happiness yay
All right, let's play some Engage Your Brain. That once a week activity we like to do to remind me and everybody else for that matter that you got to use your brain. We're going to play five trivia questions and we just do that for fun because what the heck, it's fun. And it reminds us that make sure that you're doing something each and every day to engage your brain. You don't want to lose it, so you better be using it. Today's topic is history. I chose history, which for a lot of my listeners, since we're old men, myself and my friends that are listening, it's not really history. It's just our life. Like this question. Which country was split into two zones by the Yalta Agreement? A lot of us maybe didn't live through this because it followed World War II, but we uh, lived in a world where this country was split in half. Which country was it? It started off as Germany, it became West Germany and East Germany, and now it's Germany again. Good for them. That's the first question. Question number two. None of us were around for this one, so this is who's paying attention in history class. Who commanded the Confederate armies during the American Civil War? The Confederate armies during the American Civil War were commanded by General Robert E. Lee. Question number three. Most of the listeners listening to this podcast can answer this, or at least you were alive during this. The United Kingdom had a lease on Hong Kong, and it expired sometime in the past. Do you know, how close can you get if you don't know, what year did the United Kingdom's lease on Hong Kong expire? And I'll give you a little bit of help on here. It was a 50-year lease. So if you did some math on this, following World War II is when the UK took up this lease on Hong Kong. 45, 46, 47, add 50 years. The answer is 1997. So it took a couple years after the war was over. The deal got worked out. The UK had the lease and it expired in 1997. So Hong Kong is no longer since 1997 a part of the United Kingdom. Question number four, the Rat Pack. We lived through that. A lot of us did too. One member, well, they're all famous. I can't say a famous member of the Rat Pack. They're all famous. But one member of the Rat Pack died on Christmas Day. How about that? 1995. This member of the Rat Pack died on Christmas Day in 1995. Now, if you don't know who the Rat Pack was, this was uh, the famous lounge singers in Vegas through the 50s and 60s. Some of the biggest names in that genre at that time were all hanging out together and getting in trouble and they became known as the Rat Pack. The one who died on Christmas Day in 1995, Dean Martin. He was a member of the Rat Pack. Okay, last question for you. Everybody knows the United States was the first country to get the atomic bomb. And most people can figure out that the second country with the atomic bomb was the Soviet Union. Who was the third country to develop the atomic bomb? bomb? The answer is Great Britain. I hope you did great, but don't forget, 
each and every day to engage your brain. an observation to share with you. If it's not a funny observation, it's at least an interesting one, and it should inject some hope into some people's lives. One of the things that I've preached about on this podcast is making sure that you try to do new things, have new experiences. I don't want to be that guy who says, do as I say, not as I do. I'm going to try new things and new experiences myself. So me and the wife, we're taking up dancing. So far, we've done country dancing. We've done, I don't know if it's West Coast or East Coast. There's a difference between the two. I'm doing one of them occasionally, once a week. I don't know which one it is. So we started taking a class at the local community college. Now we've joined a club where we go to a dance once a week, have lessons beforehand, and practice dancing afterwards. Yes, I am horrible, but I'm trying new things and enjoying some new experiences. But doing as I do, and you guys that listen to this podcast regularly know how I do, I'm observing everything that's going around and I'm seeing some pretty interesting things. Many, not most, but many, more than some, of the attendees at these dances, male or female, are single. I know there's uh, quite a few widows and widowers, Probably a lot of them were divorced, but there's a lot of single people in these dances. Now, I'm not saying it's a meat market, right, where, you're, where everybody's trying to hook up. It's not that. Well, maybe they are. They're trying to make friends and they want to dance and have fun, but it's not that kind of hookup, if you know what I mean, and I know you do know what I mean. The issue at hand is crystal clear to me. I don't know if it's four to one, five to one, it might be 10 to one, but there is a significantly greater number of ladies looking for dance partners that are men. If you are a single guy that can kind of dance without stomping all over some lady's foot, you weigh a little bit less than Jabba the Hutt, you got some hair, or you fake it real good, or you shave it all down and look super clean, and you can dress adequately, you have every chance of being a much sought-after commodity as a man at these dances. And here's the catch. You got to be over 50. And as I said, you do have to be able to dance a little bit. So as I'm observing this, these guys, and I've gotten to know some of them, and they're nice gentlemen. That's what they are. They're gentlemen. They're just there to dance and make friends and meet new people and have new experiences. I don't think there's any hooking up going, but these guys are hot commodities. And I'm certain that hasn't always been the case for them. Early in life, they were pretty nerdy. They were not the homecoming king. They were not the president of the fraternity. They weren't getting a whole lot of action coming up is what I'm saying. So to you guys that are in that boat, and that's most of us, right? So if this really resonates with you, you're a single person now, or maybe you're not, and one day you find yourself in that situation, have faith, have confidence that if you can learn to dance and go to a adult dance, now you gotta be over 50, so for a lot of you, you're not quite there yet. If you're over that age and you can dance a little bit, 
you can too one day be a sought after commodity. So there you go. It's a funny thing, but it's a true thing. And I think that should give a lot of my friends, I'm not going to name you guys by name, but I could, should give you some hope that one day you are going to be the kind of guy that all the ladies want to be with. Well, there you have it. That sound tells us the old man has got to go. Thank you so much for giving me your time to listen to this podcast. I appreciate it very much. we got something to work on this week, don't we? Consistency and those general tenets that will make us consistent in our life. The releasing emotion at the right time, staying focused, being able to concentrate. Consistency is an absolute important facet to that mindset for happiness. Well, that's what we're working on this week. That, and I gotta make sure to remember, if it's gonna be cold, bring a coat, you moron. That's, that's me talking to myself. Anyway, have a good, safe, hopefully warm week. I'll talk to you again next week. And in the meantime, make sure that you live, play, and love boldly. <laughs>